if someone says something to you and you don't really find it funny, you can write, do a small LOL, and they understand that you're not laughing. It's not funny. <laughs> Language is power. Emojis, slang, the subjunctive mood, your mood, my mood, all color our words with meaning. Interested? Then you're in the right place. I'm Giles Brandreth, and welcome to the Have You Eaten Grandma podcast. Hello, I'm Natalie Haynes, and I am delighted to welcome, amongst other people, Giles Brandreth. Giles? Well, I'm excited to be here. Good, that's what I was hoping. We're going to talk about words, aren't we? We're words, going to talk about language. words. We're going to talk about some sort of book I heard someone might have out. Have You um, Eaten Grandma, my book. Britain, because I love the English language. I love language. It's fundamental. Language is power. Language is what defines us, makes us the people we are. As the philosopher Bertrand Russell said, no matter how eloquently a dog may bark, he cannot tell you that his parents were poor but honest. <laughs> Language is what does that, and we are so blessed. Uh, you know, people listening to this, we're speaking in English. English is the richest language in the world. In the Oxford English Dictionary, half a million words. We have five times more words in our vocabulary than, say, the, the poor beleaguered French. 100,000 words in their vocabulary, and that includes le weekend. <laughs> le snack bar, le feel good factor. So we have this incredibly rich language that I want to celebrate. And so occasionally I'm a little bit depressed when I come across an emoji. <laughs> I like the word, but I feel it's a bit limiting. Why do you feel it's limiting? Tell me more. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day is a marvelous turn of phrase and it goes on for another 14 lines. Now, now, what one does is send a person an emoji. I was chatting to my children and asking them how many of their friends wrote or received love letters. And they did a little survey for me. And apparently virtually nobody now either writes or gets a love letter, let alone a sonnet. But they do send one another emojis, little, little, little drawings, little figures, you know, like hieroglyphics that are sent, you know, with a smile on, or a grin, or a heart, or something. Well, it's, it's lovely, and it's an instant, it's like an adrenaline rush. Oh, it's like a little sugar thing. But as we know, these little sugar rushes give you a high, and then there's a low. They don't sustain you. And what I love about language is that it sustains you. It enriches your life. And I prefer it to say loving things, or serious things, or sad things, with words and at length. And I think if we become too reliant on emojis and that kind of instant communication, shorthand, it's making, it's impoverishing us as well as our language. And did your children tell you what emojis they sent or received in place of love letters, just out of interest? No, but I get... I'm going to make you say aubergine, Giles, before <laughs> this programme is out. I'd like to say aubergine, but is it a very offensive emoji? I mean, I... I simply couldn't tell you, Giles. <laughs> I'm it's always, best if you don't know. I've all. I mean, I've got so many because on because I've got you know. I mean, yeah, that's supposed to be turned off. I, 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 literally, oh no, the, can't the, imagine how you missed the announcement. Can I say right the interruptions may be the best part of the podcast? Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, no, you know, fine. I mean, feel free to communicate with us. Uh, no, I, on on my iPhone, of course, I've got lots lots of emojis, but because I don't really understand the language of emoji, yes, I am nervous of using them because I don't want to send out the wrong signal to the you know the wrong person. Or even more so, to and the Mr. right Pace person. is dangerous. I, I, can, I can believe it. My, yeah, Painful my, by the sound of it, too. Well, that seems like a perfect opportunity to ask Fiona Evans. 
Hi, Fiona, from Hi. the National Literacy Trust. Um, do you think that Giles's uh, slight dislike of emojis comes from a uh, uh, lack of familiarity, a lack of fondness? Is that why people yeah, are probably. nervous around? I, I think it probably languages. does. I mean, I cannot claim to be of Generation Z. I mean, fortunately, this is a podcast, and you may feel from my voice that I am, in fact, 21, but I'm not. Um, but <laughs> they, I, they don't know what you are on the internet. You can say no, anything. No, indeed, indeed, indeed. I'm not actually from Generation Z, so I wouldn't claim um, to have you know, full familiarity with um, the use of emojis. But what I would say to Giles is that um, actually quite often emojis are used alongside language, not instead of words. And I think that's where the real power comes when you can have, you know, you can say a sentence and then add your ah, emoji in. It's so. like being a poet and, and then throwing a flower Indeed. after the poem Indeed. you've said. I Indeed. love it. Indeed. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting juiced up by emojis already. Hold on a minute. Yeah. We're back to the aubergine and it's everything yeah, well, I feared would happen. Why not? Exactly. I'll send you my little love verse and then there's a little aubergine tacked on. On the end. Oh. And this is how we got cancelled. Um, no one even knew it was possible. Um, Mark, you are a poet amongst other jobs, poet and battle rapper. Um, uh, yes, yeah. I mean, emojis is doing us out of a job. Uh, I think plain and simple. Well, they're not. It, the issue is a friend of mine, uh, Dan Simpson, he's a great poet. He took a show up to Edinburgh this year um, all about emojis. Uh, and in that, he spent a lot of time looking at the fact that. Um, it's almost impossible for us as poets to say something as concisely and clearly uh, as you can say with an emoji. The aubergine is a, a clear example, the peach as well. Um, you can just show one of those on the screen and the room is laughing in a way that, that we poets would, would kill for, right? With that, with just one letter or one word. Um, this erotic charge that he's giving to <laughs> yeah. us. Fruit and veg, my goodness. Yeah, each peach, um, plum pear, I suppose, I suppose what we found, what he found when he was um, working on that show and what I've certainly found is, um, is that emojis don't tell you everything, though. They don't give you much flexibility. I mean, this is not, not too surprising, but when it's combined with everything else, they can be really good fun, but they're really just a continuing opportunity for us to experiment with language and communication, just like text speak was before then. I think there'll be something else that comes along at some point. I'm afterwards. with you all the way. There is no nuance in a courgette. How true. Uh, Derek Awusu from the Mostly Lit podcast. Um, you are therefore a literary person. Do you find yourself using emojis? Do you find yourself using um, internet abbreviations? Are you um, a loller? I don't, I, I do, I do low. Like, um, <laughs> LOLs are great just because they have so many functions. So for example, if I say something that might be a little bit risque, I can put a small LOL on the end and the person won't take it that way. Or yes. I can say, some, say something rude and then put LOL at the end. And then if they say, what do you mean? I said, I said LOL, I was only joking. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> or you can actually use it as like a semicolon. So you can say something, right. LOL, and then carry on the sentence. So. I think this is very helpful when you're um, emailing somebody in a, who has a different first language. Yes. I would never use an exclamation mark yeah. normally. But yeah. if you're sending something kind of ironic to somebody whose first language isn't English, it's yeah. crucial to have an exclamation exactly. mark. Exactly, you can put a small LOL there. You or, could, or if you yeah. want to basically, if someone says something to you and you don't really find it funny, you can write, do a small LOL, and they understand that you're not laughing, it's not funny. <laughs> which so there's is, which a is, lot of nuance to the way you there, use LOL. There, there is, exactly, and whether you capitalise the LOLs, how many O's you put mm. in between them, that tells the person how can much I you're laughing. Can I check this out? Is this an example of Schrodinger's mm. douchebag? It is. I think maybe it is. 
Do you want to explain I, that I mean, I know, to those who don't know? No, it's, it's, As it's, Charles would have it, I have this excellent book here called yeah. Having It in Grand Of you could yeah. consult yeah. it, That Charles. tell us that Schrodinger's douchebag refers to someone who tests what they say before taking responsibility yes. for what they have said, Derek. Yes. It's a very useful term for someone who makes douchebag, i.e. doubtful, inept, obnoxious pronouncements. Oh dear, it says, especially over sexist or otherwise unacceptable and bigoted nature, and then decides that they were just joking. Yeah. So, exactly. exactly. You say something, you know, I'm not quite sure about that, so you add your little LOL, and then you can get away with it. You are the prince of the Schrodinger's douchebag. exactly. I don't mind the LOLing in an email anywhere near as much as I mind the abridgment of simple courtesy. I had a thank you email from somebody last week, and they put, you are such a star, T-Y. And it's like, do you know what? If you can't be bothered to write the word thank you, I'm not sure you're very thankful. <laughs> See also, when somebody writes, I used to have a publicist, um, which I shouldn't say because they're track downable, but I did, but not in this country, um, who uh, signed her emails, Bst! without the E, like the E had, was what was delaying her in life. <laughs> I don't think you really mean best. You oh. can't even be bothered with a vowel. But I have to disagree with you here because, funnily enough, once you're into this sort of lingo, you've got to do it properly. Okay. So you can't mix, you know, Miltonic prosody, wonderful use of language, poetic stuff, and this shorthand. So I like, if I'm talking in acronyms or short terms, to do it properly. I mean, my favourite new acronym is this one, T-L semicolon D-R. Do you know that? Too long, long didn't read. Too long, didn't read. Exactly. <laughs> People are sending me emails, too many emails, paragraph after paragraph, ending in lol, thinking it's funny. <laughs> no, thank you very much. I want to cut to the chase. If you're going to say thank you, T-Y will do very nicely. Hi, T-Y. Don't send me the email at all. That's fine. For example, it was your birthday and someone wrote, HBD. Oh, I love it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> See, I That'd find be... that offensive. It's a bit insincere. Oh, no. No, because yeah. it's cutting to the heart. It's, it's use... What, what I think is horses for... Seriously, what I think is horses for courses. I think that in the world of texting, in the world of tweeting, in the world of emails, you use the language that has been created for those means of communication. Yes. What I'm really saying is that when it comes to, for example, writing a love letter or writing a letter of apology or a letter of condolence, and there's some things you cannot do by email. You cannot do, for example, condolence. You cannot do it by text. I and totally have sent condolences by text in order to arrange to meet somebody yes, to see them in real life. That is because fine. Because you don't always now have a postal address for that, somebody that you care uh, about. That communication is fine, but the condolence letter wouldn't come that way. No. You would send, but and also, you wouldn't do HTBK for heartbroken. Um, you would do... <laughs> I think you'd say something a little bit fuller in your text and they would understand. I would do that. Uh, so really what I'm saying is for lucky life on the text and in Twitter sphere, I think it's, it's fine, but it's limited. It's like spending your life in olden days just sending telegrams. You know, you've got to do better than that. But Derek has made a really strong argument, I think, for, for nuance and just one single tiny phrase, just the lol. Just the lol. Even yeah. the, even the um, for example, the crying face for example, yep. that has so many different uses as well. So saying you wouldn't send condolences like through text or something, if somebody, somebody dies on Twitter, someone might just quote tweet the death of the person with crying faces and everybody knows how they feel. Mm -hmm. They may not be crying, but that's enough. 
So it's a sort of declaration rather yeah, than an expression of exactly. intense feeling. It's just yeah. a declaration of sort of solidarity. Yeah, and I think I feel like it makes communication a lot easier as well, especially if you're talking to someone via WhatsApp or something like that, and they tell a, a joke that really bombs. It's just a terrible joke. You can put the laughing face, even though you're not laughing, and just carry on the conversation and no one gets offended. Yeah, those of us who've been funny for a living just really appreciate the gesture. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's a long, bleak yeah. career. I, I'm fine with that because what Derek is telling us is that these are signals, these are signs, these yeah. are pulses. It's rather like a hug, you know, or, or a kiss or a handshake or a slap on the back. It's, a, it's an instant communication that sends a message. What I'm saying is if you become to rely on that, you are denying the possibilities of richer communication. Derek, as an expert in this, what if someone, what if someone writes to you and, and says, ha, ha, ha? Because mm -hmm. I do that a lot. I, if, someone, <laughs> if someone says, ha, 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 to me, yeah. I would just think they're not really laughing. You have to capitalise the L's and the O's and the O's for me to actually believe that you're laughing. But what about if they're old? Some what about if they're old and they don't understand no. how a young person speak? Well, well, yeah, that's, so if my mum says to me, LOL, yes. I don't get offended because I know she's, she's probably doing laughing. She's doing her best, yeah, yeah she's, she's trying. You know, but sometimes when she's, when she's sad about something, she'll put the laughing crying face instead, instead of, of the, the other crying face. face. <laughs> and I, I think she's laughing at my pain or something, do you know what I mean? So, I found this moment very touching about your mum. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm laughing at your pain. Lol, lol, lol. Fiona, do you think we get limited in our use of language? If we spend too much time on social media, do you think we lose track of how to no, express ourselves I think, more formally? Or is I that think just what a scaremongering I think thing? that's a scaremongering. I think what you're saying here, actually, is you're often using social media to preface or to, to preempt some other sort of communication that you're going to be doing. So, like you were saying, you might text somebody with a small you know, condolence note or to recognise that the, the place that they're in in order to meet up. Or you might send a happy birthday text, but you are going to receive a present later on in the day for your actual birthday. So I don't think you're actually necessarily negating any of that that communication that language you're just enriching it because you're adding to it through the you know the, the charm and, and the immediacy of social media to allow you to do something in the moment that you'll then follow up with a conversation a letter or something further going forward if it is followed up that is wonderful my what i've heard certainly in the love letter sphere is that it hasn't been followed up that that's that, that is that's a crime what i'm shame. saying i think that is a crime just sound a bit bitter about this lack of love letters yeah, I, do. Well, I don't know what to it's say it's a generational thing because i i have I'm pleased to say, receive love letters in younger and happier days. Uh, and I've got them tied up literally in pink ribbon in the boxes in the attic. All of that is lovely. And I think it's sad if people don't have that experience. You know? Yeah, but we get to send each other naked pictures. It's not all <laughs> You're quite right. I do, I, I do know. I do know. That's what's going on. The younger generation, it is all, all different. That's explained to me by my grandchildren in our primary school. I know. Uh, they should not be sending each other no. naked pictures. Yeah. That's, that entertain, that's how they you... entertain themselves now. Not, no, not saying No, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> what you... I do like, though, is it is shorthand. I'm now regularly sending people um, slap as a message. Meaning, sounds like a plan. I like that, and and I've unearthed some because I'm of an older generation. I wouldn't understand anything you were saying. It's like he's speaking in tongues. Can I say you certainly wouldn't one because I now because you people belong to this generation Z, which uh, the older listeners won't really know what that is. It followed Generation Y. You and I know that because mm. you belong to Generation Y, Derek, uh, and that followed Generation X 
which followed the baby boomers, which is what I belong to. So each of these have covered different years. But people belonging to generation, uh, the baby boomer generation, we've now got our own acronyms. Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Include things like, you send a message to a friend, BTW, bring the wheelchair. <laughs> BYOT, bring your own teeth. <laughs> I-M-H-O, is my hearing aid on? Uh, well, this one I really love. L-M-D-O, laughed my dentures out. <laughs> and, and this one is really a bit sad, but it's R-O-F-L-A-C-G-U. These are genuine acronyms being actively used by modern, older people. Rolling on floor laughing and can't get up. <laughs> From those emergency alarms. <laughs> <laughs> Too much for a friend of mine. Um, see, I'm not sure that these acronyms always make things quicker because a friend of mine who is American and therefore perfect in every possible regard when it comes to these kinds of abbreviations, because uh, they're always we're always surfing their wave, I think, um, routinely will say BT dubs because BTW takes longer to say than by the way, and so now it's become BT dubs to abridge it again. I mean to be honest, this is the joy of language, because we're playing with it now, we're enjoying it, and different generations are enjoying it. And obviously what I tried to do in Have You Eaten Grandma was put all this in from all the different generations. I'm of the older generation. I know that. If I didn't know that, I wouldn't have received the call last week that I did, inviting me, this is true, to be the new face of the Stanner Stairlift. I hope you accept it. Yeah, well, I'm, say, just, yes. I'm discussing the money. <laughs> but there may be a conflict of interest, because listeners to um, ITV3 may know that I'm already the voice of the Tenor Flex Plus Super Soft Incontinence Pad. <laughs> Which is why during this podcast I don't need to leave while the rest of you may need a break. <laughs> but the point is, yes, it's sorry, for every generation, and every generation has its own lingo, and that's very attractive. And it's quite exciting if you are older to try and get in touch with, not necessarily to use like your mum and get it wrong, mm -hmm. but quite fun to play around with words. That's the joy of language. Yeah. So how do, how do you feel about people who use like lol in normal speech? So you might say something to me and I say, hello, well. Well, that's quite fun because the, the reason our language is the richest in the world is we do keep accepting things. We take things on board. Uh, and that's what you've got to do. You've got to always just go with the flow, take on new words, learn them. Uh, it can be embarrassing when you then use them inappropriately. Mm -hmm. You've got to get the, the, for the right occasion. Mm -hmm. uh, and you've got to learn about it. What if someone gave a really long, if you, if you gave a really long speech and at the end someone said, TLDL. Oh, I'm quite used to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's interesting. I like the, uh, the idea that you can play with these things, though, and that you can move between different mediums and experiment with them. And I think that's what I like about, that's what I like about emojis. I, I'm the founder of the National Scrabble Championships. Years and years ago, I founded this, and it's grown. And as it's become more competitive, more words have come into the Scrabble dictionary. Yes, At first, it was quite formal. You had to have words that you knew in your head, and they had to be traditional words. But now, there's a move to accept almost anything. OK had to spell, be spelled O-K-A-Y in the old days. Now, OK will do. Oi is in mm. there. P-H-T is uh, an unfortunate sound that emanates from you sometimes. Is allowed. It's in there. And I love that. I think the more, the merrier. So I'm all for emojis if they are adding to the language. What worries me is that they diminish the language and people become reliant on those instead of using the richness of the language that's in front of us. I cannot argue with you, Giles, and I'm never going to start. Um, that is the end of today's lovely episode. I would like to thank our guests, who are, of course, Giles Brandreth, Derek Awusu from Mostly Lit, Fiona Evans from NLT, and Mark Grist, Battle Rapper, which is how we intend to keep calling you. I've been Natalie Haynes. Thank you very much. Yay. 
Join us next time as we discuss apostrophes, catastrophes, and how, literally, to eat your grandma. All on the Have You Eaten Grandma podcast. And of course, if you can't wait, you can find my book, Have You Eaten Grandma, in hardback, audio, and ebook, available now.